0: women taking the lead
1: episode 203.
0: Do something every day that scares you. Get outside that comfort zone because each day as as a a solopreneur and entrepreneur and a businesswoman, we're challenged and we have to network and we have to get out there and we worry about things. So believe in you, get out there and um, carry it back back into your heart and um, believe in your why, why you're doing it. And you do that, it'll carry you through anything.
1: Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Have you grabbed your copy of my best-selling book, Accomplished? How to Go from Dreaming to Doing? Head over to womentakingthelead.com forward slash accomplished to access the secrets to achievement and success. Now, your future awaits. So let's get started. Your website tells a story about your business. At Zebra Love Web Solutions, Millie and her team are going to make sure your website tells the story you want your customers to hear. Connect with Millie at zebralovewebsolutions.com to create the impression you want to make. Hello everyone and thank you for joining us today. I'm here with Renee Brent who is a certified clinical hypnotherapist, a number one international best-selling author of the book How Big Is Your Butt? Spelled B-U-T. International speaker and on faculty for the Institute of Interpersonal Hypnotherapy. Renee has been a registered nurse for over 25 years and has worked in the ICU Trauma ER and the recovery room. She helps her clients use the power of the deep inner mind to release blocks and reach personal and professional goals. She is passionate about teaching people how to practice happy and becoming a happiness hunter. Oh, I really like that last part, especially Renee. I mean, I'm excited to have a hypnotherapist on the show, but uh-huh. happiness I think is something we all are like, yes let's get more of that. But that is just a brief intro for everyone. So if you could tell us a little bit more about you and your own humble beginnings.
0: So my beginnings are that I was raised in Illinois and I was five of six kids from a single mom. Um, and my mom struggled with alcoholism and, um, it left me to be very independent, but also most of my life not feeling very safe. And, um, so I went through a lot. I, I found such an inner power. And, um, the main thing from that is I felt that it was, st- I was stronger when I didn't ask for help. And now in the work that I've done and the healing that I've done, I really understand that when you open up and to receive, um, that where is where true strength comes from. So, uh, that is it. I, um, have a beautiful relationship in my life and, um, all of that I've learned and it brings into my practice is what I've learned from my childhood.
1: Oh, my goodness. Renee, I I love that. You know, um, I often find people like who are very confident out in the world. You know, you almost would never know where they started from. Right. Because they're so especially the ones who have really found, you know, their purpose, you know, and they're really bringing it to the world. They display such self-assurance, such confidence you know, but the reality is oftentimes, you know, the, the beginnings were not all rosy pictured. You know, it, it wasn't, you know, the, the traditional family, you know, that sort of thing. And, you know, I think, I think that's good for us to underscore. Every now and again is to say like your past does not determine your future. It is what you make of it. And you've really been making a lot of your life right now. And I can hear like the confidence in your voice and you're really going for it in your business. But if you could start us off, the first story I I always want my guests to share is the one where we we can all just meet on a level playing field because we all experience those playing small moments, those moments when we, we doubt ourselves or we undervalue ourselves ourselves most more often than not, because we just don't realize how capable and how talented we are. So if you could, Renee, take us back to a time when you were playing small and share with us the story and the lessons you've learned.
0: So it would be in my growth. And I have found in my work as a therapist, really, and in my own personal life, when you can look back at wisdom with your childhood and the things you've struggled through when you can release the emotional connection and the hurt, and with forgiveness, when you look back at that, that is where the confidence and the wisdom, because when you have that, you know, you can move through anything. For me, it was really breaking through as a teenager, understanding that no one was going to do it for me and that I had to find a way to do it. And I had a lot of self-doubt. I had a lot of false beliefs about myself. And um, I knew that I had to get a job, I knew that I had to make money, and I knew that I really was taking care of my little brother and I needed to find the strength within to keep myself safe. And it's very interesting. I am was 5'10 at 12, so my body image was always a little bit distorted because people were mean. And I look back at that now and I learned very quickly that my body type, even though I was big, I felt small. But when I matched those two things and I knew that my body kept me safe from predators, my body kept me safe with confidence and I connected that, then it allowed me to not only play big in my life and be independent, but also from inside, know my strength. And now I'm a warrior princess. Now I believe that. So it helps me every single day hmm
1: And Renee, what was the, the experience that you had that helped you shift those gears? You went from, you know, feeling small in a tall body to realizing it was your strength. Was there something that happened that kind of like, you know, like was like a light bulb light switch for you that, that turned that perception of yourself around?
0: You know, in that moment I had, um, an incredible you know people come to you in your life and if you're open to the messages they'll you and listen to them um they'll give you wisdom people i really believe people are sent to us to learn from and to go and i i had an instructor in um high school and she believed in me like nobody believed in me. My mom didn't see me. She wasn't capable. And I have forgiveness for her, but she could not see me. She, I was just one of her kids. She couldn't see my strengths. She didn't have the opportunity to really let me know, um, what I had to offer the world. And I met an incredible, um, teacher who, actually saw me for who I was. And she gave me opportunities to um, thrive. She gave me opportunities to succeed in school. And um, she helped me find I found my own strength through her eyes and um, I will always be grateful to her. But when she she one day she let me know, she said, Renee, you it's not what's on the outside. It's what you're seeing on the inside. And she actually did this exercise with me when we um, she had me look in the mirror and she had me see past my size. And it was really a beautiful moment to share with her. And it was it was incredible for me to see myself in a new way. And um, that was the beginning of my journey. Mm.
1: I love those stories, Renee. I can't even tell you how many times a guest has shared with me. And I've had my own experience where I was just like in like a, I no other way to describe it, just a dark place, just not Mm -hmm. really valuing myself, not seeing what I brought to the table, feeling very small. And for me, it was a teacher who, you know, just in the way it wasn't so much what she said to me, but just in the way that she interacted with me and would have conversations with me that I started to see myself through her eyes and see that I was capable of more than I was giving myself credit for. Now, don't get me wrong. There were some things she said, but it wasn't until I could accept how she was treating me that allowed me to hear what she was saying. Because I had people in my life who were telling me all those things, but they were like my mom and my dad and the guidance counselor. And you're like, oh, well, you're supposed to tell me these things. So I can't even hear you. It's somebody who's outside of the people you quote unquote expect to love you for who you are. And I love those stories. And it really reinforces for me how important it is for us to connect with young girls to to interact with them in a way that shows them how worthy they are you know and how beautiful they are so that they can see it for themselves
0: oh absolutely and uh, i have two daughters and uh, a son and my two daughters uh, i had this random woman once when i my when my child was baby and my first daughter was absolutely gorgeous baby and she goes she's so beautiful she goes but i want to tell you remind her also that she's smart and for the rest of the life, my kids laugh when they and they'll probably laugh when they hear this podcast. But my daughters, because I always tell them you're so beautiful, and then and then they say and smart too. They <laughs> say it now, so I remind them. And I want to. I remind everyone that just a, a when you hold the door for someone or you you don't always know your purpose in life. But it just may be that you connect to someone in a new way or you connect with a little girl in the street and you say, you you know, um, you look so smart and that was so bright or whatever you say to them. You, we don't know how we touch people in our life, so we don't always know our journey. And um, so just when we connect with people each day. In any opportunity that we can, it helps them, but it also helps us connect to our own little girl inside of us. Awesome.
1: And now, Renee, I, I want to hear another story. This one is about the aha moment or the wake up call. You know, it's you know, for some of us, they're, they're these like instantaneous moments mm-hmm. of insight where we think, "Oh, I get it now." And for others, the experience is like the slow dawning, the slow awakening. But in either mm-hmm. case, there's usually a moment where you're like, "That's it. That's." what I need to do and you're ready for action so if you could share with us that your aha moment what led up to it and then the steps you took that led to your success
0: Um, so very specifically I was married for 20 years and I found a guy that was you know probably a little bit of a narcissist but I didn't have any words for that understanding it and I found happiness within that I didn't understand the false beliefs that I was carrying from my childhood, which was unwanted, unlovable, not good enough. Right. Um, but I had found a way to make those. OK, 20 years we had three beautiful children, we built a really nice life together and then he um, fell in love with someone else. So that's devastating. Right. We worked on it. And then. Uh, it just wasn't going to work. And when I was a child trying to keep myself safe from the chaos, I would find myself often in a closet and I would rock myself from a very young age and tell myself, it's okay. It's not you, it's them. And I remember doing that for so many years. And during my divorce, um, I found myself in my closet rocking and telling myself, it's okay. It's not you, it's him. And then it was like, the light went on in the closet and it was dark in there. And I had this complete awareness that my pain that I was feeling right now in that moment was not even about the divorce. Anyone can move through an end of a relationship. This was about my false beliefs that I had held on from my childhood. And when I knew that I had to work on me, that would help me work through the situation of the of the end of the marriage I did that and I worked on my false beliefs and reminded myself and learned to get to that subconscious mind and that's the power of what I do now is help people get in there and when I understood uh, and released unlovable unforgivable jody i had strength and it completely changed my perception of the end of the relationship. And now I came from strength and now I knew and confidence that I was good enough and lovable. And when I was ready, I would have this life that I wanted and that was my wake up. And that's when I began my journey to create this life that I have now. Mm-hmm. And now I can look back at it with understanding, knowing he was just doing the best he could. I saved my relate. We have a friendship, and I have my children, and they they have their family. But that was my moment that I understood whatever I was experiencing that moment was about my false belief. So that divorce, that situation was a gift to me to look at my own wounds to to heal them and release the band aid of a relationship.
1: And Renee, what were some of those first steps you took, right? Because I know there are some people listening to this, this episode right now, and they're like, okay, she had that moment and it began her journey and then she was good, right? What what, what were some of the
0: initial steps
1: that you took that helped you to start going inward and dealing with your own stuff? Mm
0: So this is the thing, and I deal with it as a hypnotherapist, the conscious and the subconscious mind, subconscious minds 95%. So awareness is a huge piece of this, because when you have that awareness that this isn't about that, it's about this. And this is not my truth. When you bring that from the subconscious mind, from the depths of that and bring it to your consciousness, now healing can begin. And when you're in a state of pain like a divorce, a death, um, near-death accident, something that's changed your life, your subconscious is wide open because you're highly emotional. That's the time to make change. And I went to a therapist and with this awareness – And she helped me stay in my heart and understanding my truth and get to that inner child and do that. When I started feeling better and started closing off again, now my subconscious mind wasn't easily accessible. That's when I started to go see a hypnotherapist to keep me down into that hypno and uh, into that subconscious state and get in touch with my truth. So I saw a regular therapist when I was open enough for it. For the listeners, if you're continuing round in your circle and you're not feeling better time after time of talking to a therapist or moving around, that's when you need someone who's going to help you drop into your subconscious mind. And hypnosis is only a change in a brainwave, but you need someone who's skilled at that. Either a regular therapist that can do that, or a hypnotherapist that uses that technique. And um, I started using the subconscious mind to help me heal and get to that inner child who was suffering for so many years and I ignored her. Mm. And so I would drop into that. I would remind myself and each step of the way I took it day by day. I didn't worry about whether I was going to be alone for the rest of my life, how my children were going to be. I learned to stay in the moment and just accept myself because self acceptance of where you are right now is the key. And when I did that, it started changing things for me. I untethered myself from all of that and I started feeling lighter And this is what my clients tell me also is that they feel lighter. So when you feel lighter then it's you, you could take that next step. And I just took it step by step. And I did a lot of my own work. I tried to stay in awareness of my subconscious mind, heal that inner child. And, um, I became very good friends with her and I ended up growing her up and, and, and just walk through it. But when I can look back now, the divorce and even a, you know, four months, six months after that, um, It's very, very healing. So it's one step at a time. It's awareness, but it's also getting to your heart, the subconscious mind mm mm-hmm.
1: and Renee, what I want everyone to get is there's like no way to lead. We oftentimes i mean, which is really great we we admire somebody out in the world, we look, we see how they're doing things, and we try to emulate them. but where sometimes we get tripped up is we try to copy and do things exactly the way that they're doing things, and we're not really looking at do they do they have the same personality type I have, do they have the same strengths that I have, and vice versa. And so what's really important is to understand and appreciate our own strengths, our own personality, what we bring to the table, because that will create a unique leadership style for us. So, Renee, how would you describe your leadership style?
0: So I always come from humor. Humor saved my life in the sense that I could move through the chaos in my childhood, in my life, and difficulties with humor. Uh, so that is my, definitely my leadership style. Um, and in, in the business that I do, and in the networking that I do, and the things that I'm moving forward, I maintain my authenticity. I be, Just try to be my authentic self. And sometimes we get caught up in the stress or the fears, and we try, we do try to emulate someone else, but it doesn't work. You're you. You're uniquely you. Um, I used to remind myself, I'm perfectly imperfect, and I can laugh at myself, and I learn from everything that I do. So, um, humor, authentic, and no judgment. I don't judge. I don't judge others. I know everyone's doing the best that they can. But what I learned to do, which was the hardest part of this is I learned to release judgment of myself, Mm. that I knew every decision that I make in business and in my life in that moment, I am doing the best that I can. And if I, if I made a mistake, then it's just me making a mistake to learn from. It's not that I am stupid. I might've done something stupid or if I'm dealing with someone and I'm leading someone um, Because what I do is basically I mirror for people and help them. I don't tell people how to think, but I I lead them. They see me as a leader in this world of healing and um, no judgment. And I just remind people that you're doing the best that you can. And that really allows everyone to move through it and um, understanding. And you know what? Sometimes you just have to let it go hmm. Yes. <laughs> you know,
1: I can appreciate that, Renee, because I remember, you know, the the managers or bosses I had who really, truly and genuinely came from that place of like, you made a mistake. Well, you know what? You were doing the best you could. How can we do this differently? Like really came from a place of no judgment. It happened. We make mistakes. How can we do it better next time? And I found that with those leaders, I wanted to try harder. Yeah. You know, to, to, to prove that, you know, I, w- I was worthy of, you know, how wonderful they were being, you know, for me. And I wanted to do a good job for them because I appreciated yeah. their style. So yeah, coming from that place of like, you know, like we all make mistakes. We're all doing our best. It really can create an environment. Of course, we're all going to have standards. We have goals we want to hit, but you know, at, if I were to choose being harsh with somebody to try to wake them up and being kind to somebody and being gentle with them, I, I, you're going to get better results by being kind. Uh,
0: absolutely. And the key to being a change agent as a leader in any aspect of your life is that you have to understand what the person is hearing you say. And our false beliefs that we hold, like, let's say, stupid or not valuable, everything that is said and done through someone in a leadership position is filtered through that person's mind and it distorts the message. So true communication is what the, uh, the person is hearing, not what we're saying. So if someone, I know if I'm in a leadership role and someone reacts differently to, than to what I said and I didn't expect that, I ask them this one question, which is what did you hear me say? Because false beliefs distort our perception of the world every single day I like to say happiness is the art of perception, right? Mm-hmm. When you can understand how you're perceiving the world, then you can move into the state of happy. But if, like, someone, if someone has said, thinks they're ugly and, and someone says to them, your eyes are beautiful, and you hear they're only saying that because the rest of me is hideous, you see how it distorts. So when I'm in a leadership position, I make sure that I understand what they heard me say. And it's very easy to say, what did you hear me say? And that's true communication. And that and that just changes the ballgame completely.
1: Mm-hmm. And Renee, what is one thing that you're working on right now that you're really excited about and want to share with us?
0: So part of all that I'm doing, my book, How Big Is Your Butt? The reason I uh, wrote it. Um, uh, that was outside my comfort zone for sure, but I understood that we are not taught how to manage our subconscious mind and I am thriving practice. I'm so excited every day. I have the best job in the world, but I knew that I wanted to get to a bigger audience. So I wrote the book. So proud of it. Um, it's doing really well. I get great emails from people. I do Skype all over the country and the world now, um, from my, 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 you know, interviews and that sort of thing. But what I'm working on right now is getting myself set up to be a um, a speaker. So I can I'm speaking now, but I'd like to speak more. So I'm setting myself up doing a lot of interviews and getting ready so I can just be out there in the world to help people. And, um, you know, that's outside my comfort zone. I really like to be in my own space. Um, but I know that there are people that are waiting to hear what I have to say about, how to manage the subconscious mind, how to release fear and how to release that constriction of perfectionism and uh, move forward. So for me right now, I'm really concentrating on speaking and uh, promoting my book so I can get to a larger audience.
1: That's amazing. And you know, I, the thought I have is if there isn't something in your life that is getting your heart racing, (laughs) And you're not really living. You really like, we need those enlivening
0: experience. So
1: if it's something that gets you out of your comfort zone a little bit, great, yeah.
0: great. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I tell people outside your comfort zone, we have our comfort zone, which I call the okay zone. Then there's the, com- there's the, the, you know, outside the comfort zone, which I call adventure. And then beyond that is panic. And If we go too far, too fast, we hit panic and then we retreat into OK again. So it's very important. And every time you walk out of the OK zone into adventure, that expands. It's almost like you're putting air in a balloon. And when you do that, your panic zone gets very, very far away. And I've spent a lifetime doing this. Sometimes I was forced to do it and sometimes now I just love it. Um, My panic zone is pretty far away in that sense. So, um, So I encourage everybody to get out there and just do something each day that scares you. That's a Eleanor Roosevelt quote, actually, by the way. Yes, who uh-huh. I
1: love. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And Renee, on the flip side of things, what's the biggest leadership or business challenge that you're faced with right now?
0: So because I'm so busy and I am really blessed with incredible life and a beautiful relationship, I, I healed and I moved through and I welcomed someone into my life who was such a giver. And so I like to make time for him. And sometimes I'm in my chair seeing clients till eight o'clock or nine o'clock at night. So for me right now, it's, um, finding that balance between being an entrepreneur and balance and saving time in my life for love and for relaxation and fun, right? I have a whole chapter in my book called don't forget to have fun. And, um, sometimes we forget that. And, we have to take care of ourselves. We can't pour from an empty cup. So um, that is something that I do try to stay on top of every single day.
1: All right, Renee, now we're going into the quick leadership roundup. So tell us in one, about one sentence or so, mm-hmm. what is one practice you have that helps to make you a better leader?
0: The self-awareness, I go into a meditative state or an altered brainwave um, each day. If it's five minutes, go to Headspace. I have free meditations that I'll talk about later. But each day, go into an altered state and find your truth.
1: What advice would you give your younger self?
0: To be nicer to yourself and um, look within, knowing and trust your instincts. you got great instincts and you're beautiful. Nice.
1: And share with us a success quote or a mantra and why it has meaning for you.
0: So I just said it, which was the Eleanor Roosevelt is do something every day that scares you. Get outside that comfort zone because each day as a, a solopreneur and entrepreneur and a businesswoman. We're challenged and we have to network and we have to get out there and we worry about things. So believe in you, get out there and um, carry it back back into your heart and um, believe in your why, why you're doing it. And you do that, it'll carry you through anything.
1: And lastly, Renee, what is the best way for this community to connect with you?
0: So my private practice is ReneeBrentHypnosis.com. And uh, it talks about what hypnosis is, what hypnotherapy is, and the work that I do. And then there's PracticeHappyNow.com. And that is where you can uh, get a couple free chapters of my book, How Big Is Your Butt? which helps people get rid of blocks and learn how to communicate with the subconscious mind. Um, You can go there. I have two free meditations there. And I'd love to encourage your people, your listeners to go because when we can go into that altered state, it changes everything. Um, So and uh, go to there and download some two free meditations. One's for sleep, because we all need to sleep in order to be entrepreneurs and create our goals. And one is a higher self to kind of hear our higher perspective every day of our possibilities
1: mm-hmm. and i'm going to underscore this because many 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 of the women who i've interviewed on this show when i've asked about the practice that helps them become a better leader many of them have shared that it's meditation so mm-hmm. for those of you who are listening practice happy you can get two free meditations these are guided meditations i know sometimes the women in this community because we tend to be type a we struggle with settling down we st- we struggle with finding that calm place where we can sit still. So I do some guided meditations myself. Um, This may be the way to go to get yourself started in meditation. So, um, and for those of you who are listening on the go and, you know, didn't catch the other links, don't worry about it. You know, you can find all the links and resources that Renee shared in this episode at womentakingthelead.com. And Renee, thank you so much for taking the time to inspire and enlighten us We are all better for having met you.
0: Thank you so much. And thank you for a great job that you do. All right, ladies, I'm going to talk
1: straight because I know you ambitious, high achieving entrepreneurial women appreciate that. I know some of you are struggling and you find yourself saying, I know what to do to achieve my goal. I'm just not doing it. And you're struggling with having the time, energy, or willpower to move forward in your business or career. You may even be thinking you've developed adult ADD. I can help you with that, and you'll soon be surprised by how much you are able to get accomplished. No more going it alone, suffering silently while another year goes by. Send me an email at Jodi, J-O-D-I, at womentakingthelead.com, and let's get the conversation started. Again, thank you for joining me and here's to your success.